0: Hey, Jundo, what's new? This is something new. We
1: are doing something new. The Buddha said all things are changed, and we are moving it along, going with the change. This is the new Buddha Basics uh, series within the Zen of Everything
0: and we're going to tell them what it is. What is it? Well, well, why don't you tell me what it is first, because I'm not up to speed on this. Okay, well, you made me shorten the title to Buddha
1: Basics. I originally wanted something like Reverend Jundo's Irreverent Buddha Basics, parentheses, which are actually often really reverent, but don't pull any BS when it's necessary to not pull any BS. But that's what we're going to do. We're going to tell things about the basics of Buddhism like they have never been told before in the entire 2,500
0: years, more or less, history of Buddhism. And so we're supposed to assume that you're the guy who knows all this stuff that no one has ever told before? Hey, this podcast is free. You get what you pay for. What do you want? (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> okay. But in a way, yes, because I, I think sometimes you get perspectives on this by a particular sect and you get them very, uh, how how should we say, reverential yes. uh, about uh, worshipful and idealizing about uh, the history of Buddhism. And I, I've been a, a Buddhist for almost 40 years. I really believe in this. So I am also reverential but there are times you got to pull no punches and say hey you know this little story over here or that little perspective you know it's uh maybe not quite not quite
0: true almost okay it's not true you know you got to say that sometimes all right so today we want to talk about buddhas and a lot of people think there's just the one buddha Siddhartha Gautama who Gautama, Gotama, how do you pronounce it?
1: Gautama. But again, I'm not an expert on the original... Uh, see, I've already gotten yeah, that but wrong. That's a,
0: I'm not an expert on the
1: original Indian uh, Sanskrit or Pali or whatever dialect they were speaking whatever. pronunciation,
0: yeah. which is probably something very different. But we usually say Gautama Buddha. Okay. So most people think there's just the one OG Buddha like that. But actually, there's an infinite number of Buddhas. Where are they? How do we know who's who? Can we get trading cards with all the Buddhas on them?
1: Oh, yeah. But here's the thing. It's only one deck, and it's all the same Buddha, which is also no Buddha, <laughs> man. No Buddha, man. We're going to get into all this today. But
0: let's start in India. Let's travel India. Let's start in India, because that's where it all began, even before it was India.
1: Yeah, let's get in the Wayback Machine and uh, with Mr. Peabody and go back there 2,500 years, more or less, no one's quite sure, to yep. the historical Buddha asterisk who may not actually have lived. And scholars debate that. Wait, what? Yes. Really? There is no really direct evidence, for example, archaeological evidence or anything from the time period that can definitively say that there was a historical Buddha. However, I've read several uh, good papers by various uh, scholars, including Professor Wynne, who makes a darn good case that he probably did, because there's just too many stories and too much evidence that somebody said something and somebody was back there. And anyway, really doesn't matter because,
0: well, we have these stories all this time, so we're here. So wait, it might not have been this Prince Siddhartha? It might have just been some guy named Ralph? Well, we don't... uh, Ralph
1: was probably not... No, not Ralph, uh, but uh, all that story about how he was a prince... Let me give you the basic story for people really, really new to Buddhism. Yes. Okay? Rich prince gets all he wants. You know, everything his heart desires, he's got dancing girls, he's got a wife, he's got a kid, and one day he he decides it's just too much, man, and he just takes off from the palace, and he shaves his head, and he goes searching for the meaning of it all. Maybe it was kind of a midlife crisis. Who knows what it was? Maybe he was just not into his wife. I don't know what it was. I don't want to say. Don't want to gossip. Don't want to say, you know, but he took off. He jumped the wall. That story, by the way. Only appeared centuries later, so we don't really have many details of how the Buddha became the Buddha.
0: Yeah, they didn't have Buddhagram back then where he could post photos of where he was going, taking selfies in front of all the cool places.
1: Exactly. No talks by him on TikTok or YouTube, nothing like that. So we have to read into this. There is some evidence that some of the rest of the story is perhaps true. What is said to have come next is the Buddha tried. Man, he went extreme, and uh, he tried some meditation techniques, which brought him into deep, 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 deep states of concentration beyond uh, something and nothing, for example. And he came out of that, and he said, well, that's not it. That's not it. And then he tried to starve himself. He tried to hold his breath. He tried to hold his breath so much that the air was coming out his ears. This isn't the story. There actually were practices like this where the other Indians did do similar practices. So there is a historical basis for this. I don't think he actually held his breath as long as described, but there are these breath holding techniques and these starvation
0: techniques. And he finally came out of that and he said, that's not it. So he didn't do those kind of things like walking on hot coals or on a bed of nails or anything. Oh, I don't know. He
1: whipped himself. Whatever he did... He said this extreme stuff is not it. So one day, according to the the tale, he sat down under a tree and he sat and he sat and he sat and he said, I've tried to, everything else, I'm just going to sit here. And this is where okay, I do get a little partisan because I am a Soto Zen guy, so you're going to get the Soto Zen take. He saw the morning star just shining, not asking anything, not expecting anything, just shining to shine and he sat just to sit. Put it all down, put all the reaching, put all, the, all the extreme, and let everything be. And that was his
0: moment of enlightenment by some by some version. But that whole bit of like the, the going one direction, coming back the other direction, seeing the Morning Star, sounds like something Steven Spielberg would make up.
1: It's a good story. It's a good story. Now, there yeah. are parts I left out, which we'll get to in future episodes. For example, it's claimed he saw him, all his past lives in great detail, including his past addresses, phone numbers, and social security—everything, every detail. <laughs> okay, and not only him—he saw everybody's. It was a real data leak. He got everybody's social security number and past life and address. Really, you know. Well, it's
0: good that he didn't do anything
1: with. Uh, well, he was a very trustworthy guy. He was not the uh, the Buddha leaks was not a problem back then. So. But we'll get into all that rebirth stuff in a future episode. Uh, That's enough for now. Yeah, that's
0: complicated. Not everyone agrees with that. But anyway, we'll save that.
1: (laughs) So that's the basic story. No one can really prove it. No one has a, a solid basis of what his original teaching was. There is some disagreement. But there are some points
0: that people agree on, which we will also get to in future episodes. Okay, so after he saw the morning star and he was enlightened and he was in nirvana and all that, did he just put up a shingle that said, come learn Buddhism? A
1: funny thing happened. This is where, you know, the Buddha story gets really complex. He gets immediately enlightened, right? And you would think, all right, he's got the the peace, man, that we're all seeking. And he immediately gets frustrated. And he says, I can't teach this to anyone. It would be vexatious. That's a nice word, vexatious and the god uh brahma has to come down from brahma heaven Bra- brahma is watching this in brahma heaven sure uh, again i told you it's a complicated story it depends you know which version yeah. you're, and says buddha man i know it's a pain in the butt i know it's going to be annoying but there are people out there who will listen to this so get up off your butt and get out there and teach and they persuaded uh,
0: brahma persuaded the buddha and the, the that's all she wrote man and so According to legend and the stories, he taught until he was, what, in his 70s and his 80s? 80s, yeah. a very long life, yeah. Yeah, yeah, walking here and there. But not like Lazarus. He didn't live hundreds of years. It wasn't magical. But then you get these stories about all this magical stuff with, like, lotus flowers and jewels and angels and things. And how does that fit with the sort of simplicity of just sitting and seeing reality? Okay, well, this is the part where that's either true... And many Buddhists, and, and more
1: power to him, believe that stuff. Or it was just, uh, shall we say, dramatic embellishments. You're talking about Spielberg. Yeah, Spielberg would have added mm. a few special effects. And, uh, yeah. to... So that's
0: what that was. CGI. He did all this in front of a green screen. Right. Including the
1: fact that uh, as time progressed, just like Jesus, we can't exactly have him die on the cross. We got to keep him alive. They did the same with the Buddha. He didn't really leave us, according to some versions. Oh. Ask me about that. Yeah, tell me. Where did he go? Well, in some versions, he just died and never came back. But uh, some folks said, no, we have to have to be able to access him, access him. So some stories and sutras began to appear in which he said, I, I only appeared to die. I actually kind <laughs> of live, not forever, because we, we we don't say, but practically. Forever, Mm. and he's always available to us. Ah, so I can just pick up my phone and text him. Well, you can chant or feel him in your heart. This is where Buddha in India became Buddha in the sky with diamonds. He became great, man. He's everywhere. This is the Buddha who is uh, otherworldly, and we can always access and has powers—powers to rival the Justice League of America. This is this is Super Buddha. Uh, who was everywhere. Okay. And where did he live? Up in the clouds? Uh, he, yes. I'm, that cloud over on the left there. No, uh, this, <laughs> now that's a good question. He lives uh, this, uh, well, and then he split into all kinds of manifestations
0: too. Well, that's the thing. We have all these millions and gazillions of Buddhas. Where did they all come from? Did he just like slice off little bits of his finger until there was infinite Buddhas?
1: Yeah, this comes from a bunch if you ask me, a bunch of guys meditating and having these experiences in which it was really, I was doing Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, but it was really psychedelic, and they had all these psychedelic visions of Buddha, and Buddhas upon Buddhas appeared, and really good stories. These guys were kind of channeling these stories and, and writing them down centuries after the Buddha was long dead, but putting words in the Buddha's mouth and telling Buddha stories about all these different Buddhas and manifestations.
0: So you're saying they ate shrooms, and then they started writing stories. Well,
1: medit- not shrooms, but meditations.
0: Uh, they Well, maybe they had some shrooms before they meditated. I don't know. I, I, I don't... Okay. I, I want so, so wait, you're saying centuries after, so all these things that have the word of the Buddha, they aren't the word of the Buddha. I, I mean, that text called the Dhammapada, which the internet says, with all these quotes from the Dhammapada, that the Buddha said this and the Buddha said that. It's all a lie? The internet's wrong? The Dhammapada actually has some very
1: early quotes. And okay. here's, here's the thing. None of the suttas were written down because it was an oral tradition for at least uh, two or three centuries after the time of this alleged Buddha, who probably really exists. Okay? But, 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 I used to think that, oh, that means you can't trust them. Scholars have shown that the oral traditions in a lot of these countries are excellent in preserving a lot of accuracy. Now, they get, you know, things wrong, but they they are very good in repeating. And just like, uh, you know, we learn a song and, and you learn a bit of a song and together we keep the song going and it can go for
0: generations. When you read some of these texts, they can be really boring because the Buddha sitting on the flowers and so and so said this, the Buddha sitting on the flowers and so and so did that. And they repeat all these things over and over. You could cut out half of it and get to the meat.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a a, a Sanskrit uh, phrase that's often used. And the Buddha did say yada, 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 yada. That's what they put in there. Yes. Et cetera, et cetera, whatever. <laughs> and then, so they, the translators don't have to repeat it again and again. But that shows that it was part of an oral tradition, a repetitive tradition. So there was probably a lot kept in there. And I'm actually writing a book now in which I show that those early traditions, which we will cover in future episodes, those early teachings are perfectly consistent with the Zen I practice and what many Buddhists practice. It's it's actually very flexible. So, you're writing another book. You didn't tell me yet. Oh, I'll get to
0: that. I'll get to that. Oh, okay. In another episode. In another okay. episode. So, when you talk about the early traditions, I just want to toss out a name here Stephen Batchelor, who's made a career of suggesting that we go back to the earliest time and strip out a lot of the Steven Spielberg stuff. Is that the direction you're looking at here? Steven throws out the baby
1: Buddha with the bathwater, if you ask me. He has this tendency to reject anything that's just shared with other Indian traditions. For example, if a Jain, that was another sect in India, or a, a, a Brahmin thought this, like rebirth, then the Buddha was totally original. He did not lift anything or plagiarize or borrow anything from anybody else. So uh, Stephen goes too far in just rejecting things that, you know, the Buddha probably said just because some other guy said it too. I think
0: Stephen goes too far. We'll come to that in another episode, all of that original, pseudo-original Buddhism. But we wanted to talk about the oodles of Buddhas, and where are they? How did they start multiplying? I mean, I'm assuming he wasn't multiplying once he got enlightened, or did he still have the dancing girls around?
1: Okay, well, you got a couple of senses of Buddha that start right off. First off, you had the guy in India. We covered him. Yeah. And then... The alleged guy in India. legend, alleged guy in India. And then you have this sense that the Buddha was somehow not bound by death, not bound by time, not bound by space. The Buddha is everything, comma, not just things, all reality, what may be beyond things, everything in the kitchen sink, and then some is this Buddha. So everything that we can't really come up with a name, but we'll just call it Buddha. And then they they did come up with a name. They called it Buddha
0: Dharmakaya. Buddha Dharmakaya. Is that what we call Buddha nature in English? Uh,
1: Yes, Buddha nature. Some people say Buddha nature and Dharmakaya are the same, both just words for the ineffable. I love that word, the ineffable.
0: The ineffable. What cannot be F. What cannot be F. Exactly. And uh
1: the uh also emptiness, the wholeness of all is this Buddha that's the Dharmakaya which you cannot capture in a word or image. Therefore some sects immediately gave it a name Dharmakaya and made statues of him too. Which how yes. do you do that? How do you, yes. This is the Buddha you can't represent, <laughs> but they 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 stuck statues of uh, Dharmakaya Buddha up there.
0: Well to be fair the statues give you something to focus on as as an idea and I don't want to say worship because in some traditions it is actual worship kind of like uh in monotheistic religions but it's also a sort of a uh um what's the word yeah what's the word what's the word there is no That's word sort of it's buddha a... No, it's like a... Well, it's a symbol. It's a symbol of the archetype. Icon. An icon. Yeah, but it's a symbol of the archetype of what the Buddha represents. Oh, yeah. All those big words, man.
1: Yes, it was the symbol of the archetype of what the Buddha represents. And you said that people don't worship... People worship this Buddha, by the way. And if you come to Asia...
0: No, I know. I said that some people do and some don't. Some use it as just a point of reference and others worship bowing giving offerings, burning incense, giving money, etc.?
1: People say that Buddha has no God. I'm going to tell you, I've lived in Asia uh, more than half my life. Buddha's God, Mm. for most people. He's the universe, the power that's up there, the guy you pray to when your Uncle Murray's sick, uh, is uh, having business troubles, or your kid needs to get in school. It is God. He is the... He is the
0: power. It's often a he, a male image, too. Ah, yes, that's right. right. There aren't many female Buddhas, are there? Well, we get to some female Buddhas later, though.
1: Oh, yeah. No, there are some
0: female
1: emanations of Buddha, but Buddha somehow is is a, is a male figure. Um, I know he's not supposed to be. He transcends all male and female, transcends everything. But yet is the, most of the images are obviously male, and there's also a Jesus Buddha. Oh,
0: how does that work?
1: Ah. ah. Now, again, I'm talking out of... Uh, my little corner here, because I'm a Zen Buddhist, and this is what is known as pure land Buddhism, which is not my thing. Though, I have to hyphen, many people practice both this Buddhism and Zen together, which I'll, I'll mention briefly in a moment. But Jesus Buddha is uh, the Buddha Amida. And there are others, too. You can. Uh, there are several savior-like Buddhas. Mm. But Amida has a heaven if you have faith in Amida, and just say, Amida be praised! Save me, Amida! Well, that's how they say, they Amida-fu, Amida-fu, amida fu, Amida, fu, amida. Am- amida on your deathbed will take you to heaven. Now, there are small differences.
0: And if you're naughty, will Amida take you to hell? There are Buddhist hells too. We
1: will cover that in a future episode too, not today. there's lots of buddhists and they're really graphically described Wow, man! now i may get there just for this episode you and me you know together (laughs) we'll be down there doing the podcast in the house i I got nothing to do with this this is all your idea no 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 i'm taking you with me i'm taking you with me so anyway you have amida if anybody says it is not i think it's built into the human psyche it there is something that we need help now this is where zen though and Amida found a lot of common ground in places like China, Korea, Vietnam, with this idea. In Zen, supposedly, we reach inside and find our peace and liberation. And the Amida people say, "Oh, we can't do it, man. We don't have the strength. This this day and age is too hard. We need help. Amida up there, lend me a hand. Send your hand down. Okay? There is some belief that Outside and reaching out to the universe and yielding to it and tossing yourself into its fate and what you find in your heart is exactly the same. And that heaven that is offered is not inside or outside. See, I don't want to get into too much of the the, uh, theology of this, uh, but you can see that there is that'll common That'll be for ground. another episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is common but By ground. the way,
0: when we're finished with this episode, make a list of all the times you've said that'll be for another episode so we can know what other episodes we're going to create. Oh, we're going to have lots of episodes. Everybody tune in. We'll, we'll, okay. we'll have you all filled up. Okay. So, so hold on. We're 20 minutes in, and you still haven't talked about the oodles of Buddhas, the infinite Buddhas. When did they start multiplying?
1: Well, uh, when people started having vision. Oh. And they started to see, for example, I was looking, uh, there are the five emanation Buddhas who have their own colors. There's a red Buddha, an orange Buddha. This is an esoteric Buddha thing in which there are these all these Buddhas who are aspects of Buddha. There's the peace Buddha, there's the forgiveness Buddha, there's the generosity Buddha, like that, okay? It's not my thing again. So I'm just saying that those visions exist. There are lots of uh, Buddha stories where they say that there are different Buddha worlds in which we only live in one. It's like the multiverse. And other mm. Buddha worlds have their own Buddhas. And occasionally they come by and, you know, visit each other. Like, hey, how you doing? Bring lunch. You know, well, let's have, let's have lunch. Have your secretary call mine.
0: They have like a Buddha Glastonbury festival or something, right? Exactly, exactly.
1: So you had all these different emanations and stories of Buddhas and Buddhas. And finally, now, wait a second, I got to remember this. These the, the punchline here at the end is going to be they're all the same Buddha, which is no Buddha mm. at all. Don't let me forget that. Ooh, ooh, they're all the same Buddha, which is no Buddha at all. Yeah, but in the meantime, there's one Buddha I have failed to mention,
0: and I must. Ask me who that is. Well, who is it? Tell me. I'm on henterhooks here. His name is Kirk. No, come on. I'm not a Buddha.
1: I'm just a dude. Yeah, but so is everybody. Uh, depending how you look at it, so is every blade of grass and tree. But at least the sentient beings like you all have Buddha nature. And by one interpretation of that, you either have the possibility to become a Buddha, or you already are, and just don't know it, and more
0: importantly, don't even act like it. But you are. Okay, so this is when we get to the Zen stuff with these funny stories, the Zen koans, of, you know, like Molari and Curly doing Zen, right? No, it's very simple. You are already Buddha, but you just
1: don't know it, and you gotta act like it. it Some people might even say, I'm going to play the Hitler card. I'm going to play the Hitler card. I'm going to do it. (laughs) Some people say, it it depends. But even Hitler was, but he
0: was so ugly and buried in hate that it was well hidden. Okay? Okay, so wait. If I'm already a Buddha, what do I have to do to realize that? Tune in next week. (laughs) (laughs) That'll be in a future episode. (laughs) That'll be a future episode, right. (laughs) Okay, but. All right, you're laying down a lot of groundwork for the next 84 episodes. Are
1: we going to do that many? Okay, yeah. Well, it's gone on 2,500 years. We've got a lot of material to cover. So, yeah, yeah. we can do that. Yeah. But uh, again, all these Buddhas, according to my tradition, now this is not speaking for all, all Buddhists. I'm saying in my tradition, again, the Zen tradition, would say all these Buddhas are each different faces of this one great wholeness or truth which we really can't name, so we stuck the name Buddha on it, because what are you going to call it? Like you said, are you going to call it
0: Ralph? What are you going to call it? So we called it Buddha, right? So basically, each one of them represents specific attributes of an ideal Buddha. Or a different world. Let's take one, for example, Avalokiteshvara, the one with, with a thousand arms. Yeah,
1: not a Buddha. Well... Is this like saints no, in Catholicism? No, 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 Okay, Okay, yeah, here's the thing. Avalokiteshvara is actually a bodhisattva, which... Oh. Technically, technically, okay, reading the fine print is an emanation of Buddha, too, but that's a bodhisattva, so that is another episode. <laughs> another episode. <laughs> Bodhisattvas are not Buddhas.
0: They, they are Buddhas, but we they got their own category. Well, just like saints aren't Christ, right, in the Catholic Church. Saints have certain powers. You pray to a, a specific saint for help in a specific situation, but they're not Christ. It kind of seems like they must have shared notes back then.
1: Hey, there are wonderful Christian Buddhists who would say that, you know, Jesus was Buddha, and, and the God is, is uh, as we said, Dharmakaya. You know, I, I say if your heart is boundless enough and you transcend all names, if people want to practice Christianity or other religions with Buddhism, you can. Some people would deny that, but I, I think you can.
0: Also a future episode. <laughs> <laughs> So in Tibetan Buddhism, so we're talking about Zen Buddhism mostly, and we started talking about the original OG Buddha in India. In Tibetan Buddhism, when you see Tibetan art, they've got all these different Buddhas shining all over the place with bright colors and everything. Do different countries have different Buddhas? I would say every Buddhist,
1: in a sense, probably has his own Buddha, like every (laughs) different Christian has his own Jesus. To be perfectly frank, that's a big question. What goes on in Tibet is they have oodles of buddhas, buddhas oodles of bodhisattvas and devas and various emanations. It's very very complicated up there. But this all
0: started out with one dude who wasn't Ralph and it just spread. It's like it seems that over the thousands of years it just expanded 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 whereas from what you're saying before you just need to get back to that one original, everything's there and we don't need all the rest, right? Well, actually, that
1: one dude in India, by many interpretations, was the just the most recent of a long line of guys who came before <laughs> him with stories about them that, surprisingly, are all set in another version of India. It's very strange. It's always in India. <laughs> I don't know. He's never in New Jersey. I never saw this. was never like, okay, there was the Buddha in New Jersey. Maybe New Jersey's just too hopeless. There is no Buddha in, in New Jersey. So point. that's the point. Yeah. But it's yeah, always yeah. in India. It's always basically the same story. The uh, Gautama or Shakyamuni was another name for him, was always a, just one emanation or one appearance. That's always possible. But the point is this ultimately, when we do our practice, it all comes together somehow in this wholeness, in something that transcends all names, yet appears of all things. And this is our practice. And this is Buddha.
0: If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe in iTunes or in your favorite podcast app. Please give us a rating. Tell your friends. You can check out past episodes at our website, zen-of-everything.com. Thanks for listening.